What an amazing her story this morning as Coach Holly Warlick from the Lady Vols joins me. She is definitely a VFL, a Lady Vol for life as well. Holly has been with the Lady Vol basketball program over 35 years. Since taking over for Pat Summit, she has received all sorts of awards. Coach of the Year back in 2013 for her rookie year. 2013 AP and Coaches SEC Coach of the Year. And in 2013, Tennessee Sports Writers Association Women's Basketball Coach of the Year. Just amazing. And we're going to get to know a little bit about her this morning. First of all, I want to ask, where did you get your name? Well, you know, I'm I'm a Southern, so Southerners, they name their sons juniors. And so Francis is after my mother's name, and Hollingsworth was my grandmother's maiden name. So that's where Hollingsworth comes in. My sister was uh, Marion Nixon, which was my my mom's maiden name. So I, it's a Southern. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but yeah, Hollingsworth. So sounds real distinguished, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And so then, how did it turn into Holly? Uh, my mom's friend Francis. So they they named me Holly. So that's that's where I get it. Everybody. It blows everybody's mind when they hear that it, it's uh, I always used to tell them I'm Francis Hollingsworth Warlick the third but uh no I'm from Rocky Hill that that prestige didn't make it out of Rocky Hill I promise you that I think when folks think about you they always think Lady Vols but you actually coached somewhere else first didn't you I know I isn't that crazy it is a crazy I went two years and got my master's at Virginia Tech and that was when a graduate assistant was the only assistant there. So I was assistant coach there for two years. Then I went to the University of Nebraska for for two and um, loved it. Cold. The first day it snowed was Thanksgiving. I didn't see the ground till February. And it's kind of funny. I got a call uh, in the spring of uh, 85, and it was Pat. And she said, hey, we were talking, just chit-chat. She said, would you be interested and coming back to Tennessee. And I said, I can be there in 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You knew who she was, right? Of course. I, You know, Pat and I always, we stayed in touch and um, all the time. We, we talked a lot and, uh, you know, she followed me and I'd call her on certain things and recruiting and, and different, uh, different things regarding basketball. Well, we stayed in touch. Actually, I wrote a letter to one of the recruits, and I can't remember what. When I was at Virginia Tech, she had me write a letter to one of the kids that she was recruiting. So, I guess I was working for them along <laughs> <laughs> before I was hired. But that was just Pat and I's relationship, and she knew I would, I would do anything for this. Obviously, this program, and and she asked, and I'm, I mean, of course, I don't, I didn't hesitate to to help and write a letter and call a kid on the phone. Mm-hmm. It was a kid that we couldn't get at Virginia Tech, so. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, I mean, my whole life just lit up. Um, not that I disliked Nebraska. It was great. I loved it. But coming home and being a part of this program and putting help, put a stamp on this. It, it, it was a, it was a dream of a lifetime. And this being my hometown. Wow. I mean, that's, that's special and a little bit luck along the way. Now, did you go to college to be a coach, or was there something else in there for you? I started off at UT in accounting. I did really well the first – it was quarters back then. And uh, I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to sit behind a desk all my life. <laughs> so I went into marketing thinking that, uh, you know, I wanted to be a coach. And, and my, my father was a coach. I've, sports has been in my life uh, all, my whole life. And then being around Pat, I thought, you know, I want to do this. 
I want to do this. And I did the marketing side of just getting the business side of it and getting the the selling point of it. And uh, it just got in my blood. And, and uh, I, I love it. My mom continues to ask me when I'm going to get a real job. <laughs> yeah. Is that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. When are you going to real? When are you going to real? Because coaching's not a real job. I say, Mom, I get paid to, to coach now. So, but uh, yeah, I love it. I just it's um, it's fun. It's in your blood. And and you know, what job do you get to wear tennis shoes? Uh, you know, ninety eight percent of the time. So now you mentioned your father being a coach. Tell me a little bit about what he meant to you. Oh wow. Um, you know, he he made it available for me to 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 play sports and whatever sports I wanted. Actually, he was big in the Little League, and he wanted me, back when you didn't do this, he was begging me to play uh, Little League. And this was in, goodness, I mean, uh, this was in the 60s. I'm like, Dad, come on, you know, that that was just not heard of. But I got out there and, and played with the guys and shag balls and that kind of stuff, but I played softball. But I, I guess he, he, he put me in situations where, whatever I wanted to do and excel in sports, I had that opportunity. And uh, he pretty much coached every guy at that age, everybody in Knoxville that's still around here knows my dad or was coached by my dad. So having that chance to be a, a young girl and being able to uh, excel in sports, that's that's special. I mean, that is so special. I mean, that's amazing to think. I mean, we've got supportive fathers now, of course, inspirational. But back then... To be a father, a loving parent, to treat your girls the same as you treat your boys. It was almost unheard of. It's just amazing. There was not a lot of difference treated between my, my brother and my, and my sister and myself. It was just sports. And that's what it should It was just sports, playing the game, you know, just playing the best you could do. It, 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 it was not, you know, my dad never said, how many points did you score? Or would you, you know what he asked me? He said, how many fouls did you get? <laughs> And so that meant if I didn't have two, at least two fouls, I wasn't aggressive enough. It was never, yeah, you're the best. And you, it was just you go out and play as hard as you can. And, and that's kind of how I've kind of valued what I do is you do it to the best of your ability. And um, things happen. So it wasn't this parents today like, you know, my daughter this and this. It was just playing. It was just a game. So it was pretty cool. He has since passed, and he he didn't get to see Coach Warlick of the Lady Vols, but do you think he's proud of you? Oh, my God. He's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. He's, uh, you know, my brother's still active. He plays tennis. My sister was. But he is, you know, he's loving it. He, I'm sure he wishes he was there. I'm positive he and Pat are having a conversation about me. I'm positive of that. But yeah, that's, you know, you, you think of regrets in life, and that, that's one of them that he didn't see. You know, he died when I was in high school. So, you know, I played high school six on six. Is that crazy? So, but yeah, he does. And he's, I'm sure he's living it through, through everybody I've touched. And uh, yeah, I still hear him um, in the back of my head telling the kids, you know what, if you don't have two fouls, you're not aggressive enough. And I tell him that. I tell him that. You got to. I don't care, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, take, you know, knock somebody down on your first foul. Make sure they feel it. And that's the stuff he told me. I'm sure he's proud. My mother is too. My mother's now 89 and, um, you know, we're getting older. I'm getting older and roles change. Now I'm having to take care of my family outside of basketball. But that's what you do. That's, that's just what you do. You know, they brought you into this world. It's always been said you, you, you come in as a baby and you, 
and you kind of leave as a baby, you need help. And so that's what I'm doing. So sure, he's proud of me. Absolutely. How'd your mom feel about your dad pushing you in sports and encouraging you to be so strong and athletic? <laughs> you know, she loved it. She played, she did the field hockey thing and that stuff. And, um, but you know, she loves it. She loves it now. She's, she's a big tennis person. She just the other day, last week, she goes, why didn't you go into tennis? I'm like, well, mom, I, you know, it just wasn't, we didn't have access to that. Um, I would go to Rocky Hill Elementary School and hit balls off the wall there. But that was as far as tennis went. I I was too into track and softball and and basketball and that kind of thing. Didn't play volleyball. I don't don't, don't think it was big back then. Now, you played for Pat Summit. Was it easier playing for her or coaching with her? Gosh, that's that's a great question. It was easier coaching with her. Um, You know, I, I wasn't too much younger than Pat, so... She just got into coaching, and you got to. She was just trying to prove her point. Number one, that she could do it, and uh, number two, she wasn't any of our peers, and um, it was new for her. She was just she was just breaking new ground for her. So I think her toughness was was a um, I don't say a mask because but her 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 toughness kind of not hid but allowed her to not know everything there is about basketball you know she, she she taught us what she knew then and then along the way she got better and learned more and learned more and learned more but you know she was tough on you yeah. that was when she was tough on everybody it wasn't well these days it's like well I know you you can't be called out in front of your peers and you can't do it, it was we it was she treated us straight up the same and it, it was tough but it was tough love and um it did make you stronger. It did make you think, you know what? When she yelled at you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you I can. It was like, and you did it, and you're like wanting to throw it in her face, and she would just sit back and like, that's exactly what did I want from you? Oh my goodness! So it was really cool. Yeah. I remember the first practice I went, I left and going, I, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. This woman's crazy. <laughs> I, this is crazy. But next day I came back, and um, so Pat is funny. She had a hard time when I first got back. And I think to the day, she always felt a little bit, I was still a player, just a little bit. She could talk to me a little bit rougher than the other coaches. Mm-hmm. And I, it, that's okay. I just handled it. But, um, you know, she, she led me, she helped me get to the point I'm in, in now because one thing great about Pat and to all assistants, she allowed us to do a lot of things. It wasn't just... This is how we're going to do it. Ask, she asked a lot of questions. She asked a lot of our input. And she used a lot of our input. She used, a, she used a graduate assistant's input to win a game in an SEC final championship. What kind of coach does that? Yeah. Yeah. Sits down and lets a graduate assistant sit down in front of her team and draw up a play, and it wins the game. Oh. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Here's something I've always wanted to know. The buzzer goes off. The game is over. You are walking towards the other coach. It could be Gino. It could be somebody like that. You guys lean in, and you whisper something. You pat each other on the back. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you whispering? Well, it depends if we win or lose. No. <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually a lot of, you know, you're, take Nikki Fargus, who's a great friend of mine, and we compete. And look. We both, it doesn't matter. We want to win. Oh, yeah. But after the game, I, 
I think that you, majority of the times, and I pretty much do it, you, you show respect and, you know, congratulations, you've got a great team, you've done a great job, those type of things. Even if it's someone who has probably treated you not right or, or probably said something that maybe not true or, or those kind of things, look, I'm going to be the bigger person and I'm going to say good game, good luck to y'all. So that's just – I, you know, there's times me I'd like to say a lot of things, but you just don't. It, it, it's, it's just kind of the etiquette, to, for me, of the game of basketball. And um, you're going to have people you want to beat more. Absolutely. Um, but I just think it's, you know, good game and, and your kids played well. All right, Coach Holly Warlick. What do you say to the naysayers? All the folks who say, ah, it's time to get a new coach. She's not winning. Are you going to win a national championship or not? (laughs) Well, I want want that as well. Um, Look, I'll tell you this. Nobody gets as disappointed uh, to lose a game or takes it harder than me because I I am involved in it. And these young ladies, um, it's up to me to get them – I want them to to do two things. I want them to play as hard as they can, and I want them to listen. If they do those two things, I'm great. Um, If they don't, I'm going to get upset. But we're going to prepare them, and um, it's tough. It's it's hard now. It's very difficult. You look at Connecticut. They went undefeated the last two years and didn't win a championship. So it's extremely hard. There's parity. Um... Kids are getting better. They're going to they're going to different schools. So I, there's more than one school that has a chance to win. It, it's different than it was back, you know, a few years ago. It was a couple of teams and that. But we are that's our goal. That's what we strive to do. Um, we strive to win SEC championships, and and we want to compete for a fi- uh, national championship. We get the kids in here. We get that bond. Um, you get that feel, and we just continue to move forward. I'm going to get critics. It, it's amazing to me. Um, last year, I, 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 we lost eight games, and everybody wanted me to be fired. And um, you know what? But does that hurt your feelings? I mean, when you see them saying, let's get ready, let's replace her, what's going on? Well, it, you just can't. It, it's, it's, it goes, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever you – it goes with the profession. It just goes with the profession. And – you're going to have critics. You're going to have people that sit in their living room and can coach better than you. I get that. I really do get that. Um, but when they take shots at my players, then then I have a problem with it. Uh-huh. I have a problem with it. Um, kids aren't trying to turn it over on purpose. They're not trying to not play. Yet. So, um, yeah, it, it, I just know what I put into it. And, um, look, I understand their expectations. Sure. I understand it. Um but it's it's a tough gig, and when you when you take a job, you're at Tennessee, you're doing football or men's basketball. It's um, you enjoy the highs and the lows, or you know they come at you on the lows, and um, it's part of it. It's part of it. Don't like it, don't appreciate it, but it is what it is, and you you, you can't. I don't read a lot of social media. I just don't. I can't get caught in, even if it's good or bad. I'm not going to read it if it's good. I'm just not. I'm just going to do what I do and, and get this team ready. But if it happens, if they walk in here today and they say, Holly, we're going to have to let you go, what's your first step? I mean, what, would you stay in basketball? Would you stay in coaching? Is there something else 
you would do, where would Coach Holly Warlick be? Well, I, I, that's a great question. You know, I've been traveling like this, um, gosh, since I was 17 years old, just especially coaching. It's awesome. I mean, it's a year-long thing, and, and you, you know, I, I, this is it for me in, unless I went to the professional level because um, I love it here. I, I just can't see myself anywhere in the college college game. That's not to say I won't, but, I, I, you know, I, lo- I love it here. I always said this is my last stop. Um, I don't, that's a great question. I would, I'm sure I would take some time and, and piddle like I do, but I'm sure that would get old. Maybe stay in some form of athletics on the administrative side. Um, I don't know. I've just been doing this for so long. I think time, I would, I don't know if I'd handle a lot of time because I don't have it. I've never had it. It's, I'm always going and going and I don't know what that feels like. It's, it'll be kind of weird. It'll be strange. It will be strange not to be on a time schedule and, uh, you know, it's kind of weird talk, thinking about it. But look at the walls. Eight national championships. <laughs> where where do you keep the rings? You're not wearing all the rings. Where are the rings? <laughs> I got a picture of them. I mean, is there is there one you wear all the time? Or you... I don't. I wear them for a while, and I don't. I don't. I put them up and um, display them. Actually, we're getting to where we we're got a thing where we're trying to display them. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I got a picture here. I look at it every day. I walk by these trophies. Oh yeah in our front lobby and see these trophies every day. And obviously it, expi- it, it inspires me, but, you know, I, I want, you know, I've experienced a championship. Not that, I mean, I want to, I want to do it for these kids. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want them to feel an SEC championship. And in my first couple of years, we did experience that. Uh, the last two we haven't, but I want them to experience that. I want them to experience that, that national championship. That's my goal. That's why I'm doing this right now. I want these young ladies to experience what I've experienced. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no other, there's nothing better. Um, whether you're a starter, whether you don't get off the bench, you're still, you're still a part of it. You're a manager. You're a, you're a administrative assistant here. You're still a part of it. There's so many, there's so many legs that go all around outside of me that make this program run. And um, I want all those people to experience it like I have. Now, let's talk about the legacy for just a second. Pat Summit. What can you what's your favorite story? Maybe you've never told anyone before that you remember from Pat that just brings a smile to your face. Goodness gracious. Uh, let's see. Let me think here. My Pat favorite Pat story. Um, God, there's so many. Well, there's a there's a there's a couple when when she started getting her her uh dementia and and um she I had to coach and she was still a part of the team um she came in the locker room and we always as coaches we meet and I looked at Pat and I said Pat what do you want to run tonight what do you want what do you want to see me do tell me something that you want to see and she thought a little bit and she goes I got one thing she goes Will you not sweat tonight? <laughs> and we both, Mickey DeMoss was in there. We all three just started dying because I sweat. We got so tickled at that, all three of us. We thought that. And I said, Pat, I got you. I got you. I thought that was, that was so funny. And she, you know, when she got, Pat always had a great sense of humor. 
And then when she got later in life, when she had the dementia, she even had a better sense of humor. So we just we just went along with it and tagged along with it. But, you know, my probably my favorite story of Pat, that what she did is, is I told at her, um, the big event that they had to honor her was um, Pat used to just, she always multitasked. And she could drive with her knee and put on her makeup and talk on the phone at the same time and I'm like oh my god and when she would get she got pulled over uh, several times she loved to go fast loved to go fast I'm telling you loved to go fast to the point where I would just look away because you couldn't even see the speedometer a lot of times and she would get pulled over and the guy would go ma'am can I see your license and she'd go officer I have it in my my purse is in my trunk and I know exactly what she was doing she'd get out and she'd open her truck, and she'd have about four basketballs there signed. And she'd go, oh, my God, let me move these basketballs to get my bill. And they'd go, you're Pat Summit. Yes, sir. And so, well, if you would just let me have one of those basketballs, I'll let you go. She'd pull it. Now, what's your name? And two, officer, whatever. Get back in car and roll. Hey, she, she knew what she was doing. I absolutely loved it. But those are the, those are the things that... Uh, we're great about Pat. You know, you see this. I always used to say, you used to see this. They'd always capture her just yelling in this mean look. And that, to me, that was probably 10% of the time. Pat was normally encouraging, patting kids on the back, giving them a hug, um, laughing. We had a great time. We had a great time, um, Mickey and Nikki Caldwell and myself. Dean, we had a great time with her. And um, she, had, she loved to have fun. And so that's what made it fun. That's what kept her in the game. And that's what keeps me in the game. you got to have a little fun because, man, this is a stressful job. And if you sit and think about how stressful it is, I don't know. You probably would be, you'd probably be stroking out. But yeah. you, you just got to see the big picture and step back and go, you got to have some fun along the way. And I have a lot of fun. Coach Holly Warlick of the Lady Vols, always a pleasure to talk with her, find out how she feels about women's basketball, about where the program is going for the University of Tennessee. My thanks for her being my special guest this morning and listening to her story.